Okay, so let's talk about online mamas. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I thought you said we were going to come up with some questions. Yeah, so the question is, I want to talk about the origin of online mamas, like how this all started, where you got the idea, where it is now, what the future is going to look like. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> okay. Well, I first got the idea from a few friends that were creating courses and I was like, wow, that's so cool. That's so amazing that they would do that. Like, I feel like it's something I always thought about doing, but never thought that I'd be able to. And so seeing them get excited about it and put something together, I was like, maybe I could do that. And so first it started as just an idea to do just one course. And then I got talking to you about it and you're like, Mr. Business Mind. (laughs) And you're like, no, this is like a great business idea. And you thought like, maybe we could create a whole platform instead of just one course. Right. And I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> rain it in, <laughs> rain it in. Yeah, you just wanted to make one course. And I was like, yeah. no, let's conquer the world. <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Let's so, create a thousand courses. And so, yeah, so I started working on that first course, which was about cancer. But it was taking so long to work on because I had like new little kids and was working and you were working. And so I was like starting to work on it. Wait, then, you had new little kids? There are kids, right? You had little kids. <laughs> well, who knows? And then, um, yeah, like it was just kind of a, you know, a side thing that was taking forever to work on. And then we're like, no, let's get this actually going. And so we started to put it together. But then COVID hit. It's all Everything kind of all happened at once. Right. Like COVID hit and then I had to stop working. And so it gave us more time to like actually put it all together. Yeah. And so it was kind of like a weird blessing in disguise, right? Yeah. And it was kind of interesting because early on we had this idea and uh, it was kind of frustrating because we felt, at least I felt like we weren't really getting anywhere with it because we didn't have enough time to really do anything with it. Yeah. But then when COVID happened, it was like, well, now we have all the time in the world. And so let's, let's actually make this happen. And I had quit my job. Yeah. And so... I had more time to devote to this as well. Yeah, we had a few months with you being at home before before I had to stop due to the pandemic. And so we had, yeah, put a little bit more work into the website and that. Right. But I don't think we actually published anything until the pandemic. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it was kind of, it, it was good in a way that we had that extra time. And so why did you want, well, let me go back to one thing you said. So you talked about how you, you felt like you couldn't make an online course why did you feel that way um probably like I I feel like most people suffer a little bit from imposter syndrome right like you just don't feel like you're good enough right or you feel like you're kind of tooting your own horn like look at me I'm so knowledgeable everyone listen to me where I don't like that feeling I don't like that feeling of like being put on a pedestal I don't I don't think that I'm better than anyone else right um but I think the thing that motivated me especially with the cancer course was just that there was so much misinformation out there. And I, um, I had worked in a spa in that where, where these girls like would not massage anyone who had ever even like had cancer once in their life, like years ago or anything. Like it freaked me out so bad. And, and, uh, I just, I wanted to help practitioners like feel more comfortable with precautions and contraindications and that surrounding cancer. And so even though I was fearful, I was motivated by that, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. And I think time just had a big part to do with it as well and I think actually what I always dreamed about in the past was being an educator more in an in-person setting and so I had actually been approached in the past about doing 
um, some like facilitating in the massage colleges, like being um, a teacher's assistant or something in this in the schools. I'd been asked a couple times, and I was like, that always sounded really exciting and fun, but I just never had the time. Right. right? Having three kids, it was like, where am I going to fit fit that in? Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of a good alternative that I could work at, on this on my own time, like in the evenings or whatever. And then, um, and then have it up there online and people could take it as they need to. And I don't have to, you know, keep taking time away from our family. Right. It was interesting early on. Like, I felt like we didn't really know what we were doing. <laughs> well, we still don't know what we we're still... doing. Okay. <laughs> Let's clarify that. Yeah. And that, well, that's been one of the most fascinating things about this whole process is just how, how hard a lot of this stuff is like shooting the video, editing the video, just marketing the video. You know, there's, there's just so many elements. Uh, submitting the courses for Yeah, submitting approval. the courses. Uh, there's just so much work that goes into this. But it's uh, it's really fun. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that keeps us going is that right. um, we see an opportunity in the market, like this opportunity to help people be more educated and really thrive in their practice. And so we want to be able to help people do that. Right. And that was my other motivator for for creating online wellness as well was that I had such a hard time finding courses that were online. And so I always had to go to courses that were in person and that was hard with three little kids. And I would usually only work on the weekends because you'd be working during the week. And so I would work on Saturdays. And so if I went, wanted to go to an in-person course, I'd have to take this whole weekend off work, maybe travel to a different city, spend money on a hotel room, um, spend several hundred dollars on the course itself. And it was just like this huge headache. And we did that one time. We did do that one time. Yeah, we went up like to Edmonton big ordeal. With, with all three kids. Yeah. And it was like... stayed in that really sketchy hotel. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it was that really yeah. good hotel. Oh, yeah. The whole thing was just a nightmare. Right. And of course, the course itself, it was great. Um, but just the process surrounding it was just a lot of work and frustrating. Right. And so I tried to look for online options. And at the time, a few years ago, there were hardly any options for massage therapists for continuing education online. And the the courses I did find were like, read this boring PDF until your eyes bleed. And it's like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> um, and so I really saw a need. Now it's been interesting with COVID because all of these um, educators that were teaching things in person, I think they've all had to pivot to online learning. And so there's a lot of opportunities now, which is, is great for practitioners to be able to have more options yeah. for courses. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, that was my main motivator. I love that. Yeah. The, the other thing I wanted to talk about was my business course, right? Because early on, so I quit my job in February and uh, I was dealing with some challenges back then. And so I didn't really have a lot going on. And this was just before the pandemic hit. And then you came to me with the idea that I should do these business courses for massage therapists Mm -hmm. Uh, because massage therapists would ask me questions all the time. Like I'd go for, they would, or they would ask me questions. Yeah. They're like, Melissa, ask your husband if I can write (laughs) off my, my new scrubs or whatever. Right. Yeah. So they would ask you questions and then I would be answering these questions through you. And I enjoyed doing that. And, you know, I would go for massages and the RMTs would ask me questions the whole time, uh, which I was, you know, I was more than happy to answer those questions. And so you you put the idea in my head that I should run these courses. Mm-hmm. And at first I didn't think that anybody would be interested. And so, but I thought, you know, I, I have time 
to do this. So let's just do it and see what happens. And so I, I quickly put the, I don't know if I, did I put the course together first and then advertise it or did I advertise it and then create the course? I can't remember what, what the order was. I feel like I quickly put something together kind of like high level, like what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I don't think you were finished putting it all together. And then I put it out there to see if there was any interest, and it was insane. Yeah. Like the number of people that signed up was well, I think, <laughs> way I more think than I think why, though, expected. too, is because you started advertising it around tax time. That's yeah, why. Right. That's why you put it together so quickly, because you wanted to have the course ready before everyone's taxes were due. Right. And everyone was like, help, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I think that's why there was interest on it and like we have business courses in massage school we had a whole business class but it was first of all for a lot of people that was that was a long time ago and you forget things also it's just not very comprehensive and so right it's nice to have some extra help for sure yeah so i i put that course together i ran it it was supposed to be in person yeah remember i rented a space yeah and it was the i forget what the I forget exactly what the dates were. I think it was March. Yeah, it was March 16th was supposed to be my first course. Right. And the world shut down like March 17th. The government announced. No, it was the government announced that uh, I think they announced on March 15th, which if I'm not mistaken, was a Sunday. Oh, yeah. About that schools were shut down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Schools were shut down. And then so I was scrambling (laughs) because I essentially had no choice but to to cancel it at this point. It didn't make sense. And then, but I, I let everyone know that I would still be doing it on Zoom. And I thought for sure that people would want to cancel. Uh, but there was only one person out of like 50 that canceled, right. which I was totally fine with, right? Like I understand people were in tough financial situations back then. Um, but I did this course on Zoom and it was, you know, I look back on that experience and I loved doing that. I love teaching people. Uh, there's so much that I've changed about that course. Like there were just, you know, when when you do something for the first time, you realize that there are so many things that need to be changed and adjusted. And um, the thing that I love about online wellness, like we're not perfect, right? Our courses are good. I think that we have some really good courses up there, uh, but we're always thinking about ways that we can make it better. And even taking the courses that we have right now and tweaking some things and really trying to make those courses the best that they can be mm-hmm. uh, because you're right I we want people to have options right. yeah <laughs> okay so what is this what are we doing so this podcast so we're just gonna what's the goal for this podcast yeah I don't know it was so your, it was I your pitched... grandiose idea <laughs> so, so you tell me <laughs> so I feel like everyone has a podcast nowadays and I I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've always been resistant to the idea of creating a podcast because I, I don't know why. I just think, like, what, what do I have to share with the world? Again, you know? the imposter syndrome. Yeah, like everybody has a podcast, like, oh, great, another podcast. And nobody, nobody may listen to this. Right. And that's okay, right? Because, uh, well, maybe that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still want people to listen to this. But I think... Um, where did I get this idea from? Or what was it that inspired me? You were probably listening to a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I was listening to a podcast. I don't know. But uh, I think, you know, we always go back about, you know, we talk about online wellness and what we want online wellness to become. And really, we want to be able to 
put together useful content for, for therapists, right? We want to put resources out there that's going to be helpful to people. And uh, I don't know that this episode has been very helpful. You know, we've talked about online wellness, where it was kind of, you know, the origin story of online wellness. But what we want to do for this podcast is talk about um, ways that we can help people in their practice. And so, you know, you're the RMT, I'm the chartered professional accountant, you know, you can talk about some of the things like the more hands on stuff in the practice, uh, you know, from your perspective, and then I can talk about a lot of the boring business <laughs> accounting stuff, you know, the cool things that you can write off and different, you know, different things that you can do to, um, you know, to put more money into your pocket. And so right. that's kind of what I envision for this podcast. I don't want these episodes to be this long. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking 10 minutes, mm -hmm. we come in with one topic and we just mm -hmm. talk about that one specific thing yeah. uh, and see where it goes. And we can also get feedback from people, right? right? If our listeners have some ideas of of things that they're curious about and that they want to talk about, like, let's talk about those things because yeah. we want to help people. Yeah, and I think that's our main goal, right? Is helping people thrive in their practice and making, I think also making their practice like fun and enjoyable and wholesome and a part of their life that they enjoy, not work. Right. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about, you know, so one of the things that you did early on, recognizing that there's only so much that we can do, is you reached out to a lot of people uh, to see if there would be any interest in people creating courses for online wellness. Yeah. And uh, a lot of these people that you reached out to, you didn't know. Uh, you had been following them, and so you you knew a little bit about them. Um, and like Eric Eric Pervez and Jamie Johnson, good examples. Uh, Lori DiGiulio, I can never pronounce her name. <laughs> Sorry, Lori, if you ever listen to this, right? But you reached out to these people, and there's, there's a lot of other people as well. And I don't want to give the impression that we are the experts, that we know everything, because that's mm -hmm. obviously not true. Like, that's mm -hmm. the reason why we've partnered with so many great people, mm -hmm. um, is because, you know, we want to put together resources from awesome people uh, to help therapists. And so, yes, it's going to be you and me mostly talking on these podcasts, but, you know, we're going to pull from you know, the, the things that we've learned from all these people. Yeah. 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 The content can be from other awesome people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Over and out. Over and out. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>